Hi, my name's Tom from the Unofficial Controller Podcast. If you've uh, been enjoying our podcast, please like, subscribe, or even better, drop us a review on whichever podcast app you found us on. Also, please look for us on Instagram or Twitter. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Now, let's head to the bunker. Welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 35, the history of the original PlayStation, with me, George, and as always joined by Tom, audiophile PSX, to my PlayStation Classic. Mm. How's it going? It's going well, mate. How are you? I'm very well. Good. Quick Good. rundown for the listeners, coming yeah. up in the news. PS4 takes a tumble, Tom. Wow. Whoa. Shaky foundations. Seeing your lug holes back. Then the reason why they all turned up, and you're probably inebriated already, it's the PlayStation's 25th birthday, so we're going to celebrate that by looking at the original PlayStation. It's conception, inception, and reality. Whoa, full journey. The full. And then, obviously, don't forget, because we are the show that embraces the listener, and the listener embraces us back, we're going to have a look at their weekly pickups. Yeah. The feature's also going to be into Some good stuff in there this week. Yes, with their comments. And don't forget, Tom, if you comment and that gets featured on the show, if it's good enough, you could win a prize. Yeah, you go into a monthly draw where you may win a print from Adam the Artist. That's correct. And then we have the new releases. And then I ask you contractually what you're hoping to play. And after last week's divorce shenanigans... You technically don't have to ask me what I'm playing, but you're being a terribly good egg, so you might. Um, Before that happens, yes. Odders grip the wheel. I've got to ask you, Tom. What you been playing? A long pause there, mulling over whether Interac- to actually ask me, maybe. Interaction for Odders. Oh, and if the fans are listening and you're driving in your car right now, beep, beep. Let it happen. Let it happen. Do it. Give give someone a toot. Not in anger, just a friendly toot. A toot. Say, say hello. <laughs> <laughs> Which will probably result in a road rage incident, but who cares? Who, who, um, who even at this point? <coughs> who even? What yeah. you've been playing? I have been playing uh, the the two usuals at the minute, which is Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Death Stranding. Mm. Uh, progressing slow but steady on Death Stranding. Uh, definitely way further behind than you now, but um, still enjoying it very much. I just wish it's a game very much where I think you need to put a few hours in at a time, not sort of pick up for half an hour, because it just needs that. You need to settle into the game again. You do. To get a feel for the world. Although I've been having snatched hours here and there. I think you can do odd deliveries, can't you? And just sneak them in, get the porter. Get your porter grade up. Um, Just rearranging the bunker. So I'm hoping to finish that before Christmas, but that is a bit of a long shot at my current pace of playing it. Pull your finger you, out. You are current. Well, we'll get to you in a minute, but I know you're currently at about sixty hours. Yes, I'm just over half of that. So 
it's a it's a value for money title, especially if you get into it. Uh, and I saw recently it was thirty four pounds, thirty five pounds during uh, Black Friday sales, That's which a is a good bargain. So soon after its release? Yeah. Nothing else much really this week for me. Uh, the season, sort of, the new, the first season started for Call of Duty Modern Warfare this week. Um, a lot of this stuff is more like skins and different coloured guns and so forth. So if you want to buy that, you can. Uh, but there's a lot of free content drop. The biggest ever, as we discussed last week in the news. You excited um, about that now? Yeah, uh, played a few of the the new old maps, which okay. are remakes of the old ones. But there's some classics on there. Uh, Crash, I think Shipments coming as well. Any I'll remember? Probably not. No. But I better ask you what you've been playing, because. Uh, you had a little oath to uphold, didn't you? Sit down and buckle up, man of a word, as you know and everybody knows, like a Lannister, pay my debts. <laughs> oh, I saw some awesome uh, Game of Thrones whiskies with like the emblems on and the logos. Very nice. Cash in. <laughs> Somewhere at the back of Farmerton, Stingray's got a load of empty <laughs> bottles and he's filling them up. Got stencils are like the Wayne, end of spray paint. Wayne Ray's gone and got a couple of the local popular stencils. He's got Star Wars whiskey. Yeah. Game of Thrones Baby whiskey. Yoda, Baby Yoda whiskey. It's oh, definitely on there, yeah. isn't it? Go down the local Sainsbury's, <laughs> buy up all the Baby Yoda bubble baths, <laughs> empty them out, fill them with booze. Bootleg King. That's how they do it down here. So just for new listeners, uh, Stingray and his young son, Wayne Ray. Stingray is a um, a character and a man who lives in the village. Well, he sometimes lives in the village. We're doubling down on the village this week, Tom. Yeah. So he's a real p- person, flesh and blood. <laughs> he, uh, he he travels around a bit. He's a door-to-door video VHS salesman. Of the pirate variety. Of the pirate variety. We yeah. can't condone that He here. also does pirate games as well, but we'll get to that in Stingray's boot. We will. Uh, and possibly even in the feature because this week's PS1 was anyway, listen after last week they're here for the pay-per-view special go for it love, leave or lair Overwatch (laughs) threw down I asked James to get me a code for a game from about 25 years ago couldn't get me one (laughs) apparently legal said all this Hong Kong talk we've been having on is not going to get us a code I bought it laid down real Money bought it digitally as I've well. I've seen the receipt myself. That's how interested I was in that. Love, leave, or lair. <laughs> it's not a lair. That's good news for me. He wipes the cold perspiration from his brow and looks like a starving orphan up at me. Although he knows legally, I have to say I love it. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say I leave it. Okay. I enjoyed the game. And I'm sure it's got more to give me, and I will give it more time. The colours are a bit vibrant. As I said to you, it looks like the multiplayer version of Perfect Dark Zero on the Xbox 360. I like that analogy. I think um, it does look like a rare game from the 360 era. I think I like that comment. looks like think, characters uh, from Cameo and Perfect Dark yeah. having a Super Smash Bros. <laughs> melee version. <laughs> on the PS4 I mean that's one thing I've always loved about it the character design and we're both big fans of, of Rare um, probably more the older Rare than the new one that's but, definite yeah 
But no, that's. Uh, I'm glad you've enjoyed it. What else have I been bit. playing? A little bit more Peace Walker. Yeah. A little bit of Death Stranding. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just a wee <laughs> morsel. Uh, and that's probably it. I keep. I've got this real nagging urge for some retro. I think once I got Death Stranding done, well, I'm going to clear the way. Because you're such a sport and bought Overwatch, I've asked Father Christmas for a Mega Drive Mini. Just to try and go a little bit retro for me. That's a brave I feel this set. is deja vu. Have we not mentioned this before? We have, I think. Have we? For any previous listeners, I'm sorry for repeating myself. We're like, oh God, you know, we came for a new context. Get but over the next couple of weeks, please get in touch with us on Instagram or Twitter. Yes. Uh, or email us at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com and let us know what you've asked the big man for. Not Stingray, Father Christmas. They're the one and the same. Well, they are, yeah. Only, what do you one, think only Father... one man can deliver that amount of parcels what for Christmas. on earth do you think Father Christmas is doing for the other 300 and whatever days of the year? Of course, makes sense now. Delivering pirate videos yeah. out the back of a Nissan Bluebird. Yeah. Stingray. Yeah, I think you were about to say Skyline, weren't you? He's, a, he's up great. That's what he does for Christmas Day, uh, Eve. Just to get around a bit quicker, the Bluebird gets traded Tom, in for Tom, a, the Skyline. Tom, a man who's forgotten the show's own law. What do you think Stingray uses to deliver the oh, Christmas presents? the Maestro Turbo. The time-travelling Maestro Turbo. Well, of course, it's the only way to get around in time, isn't it? Exactly that. But the we might trouble be... he's got is if he crosses his own timeline while he's delivering. I've checked the oil on the Maestro Turbo anyway for, for later. For the feature. He qualified for that? Last time you went to check the oil, I found that the <laughs> ashtray was full. <laughs> What's that all about? It runs on cooking oil, doesn't it? Do you know what I think that'll do? Excellent. Yeah, it will get through. We'd better move on to some news. Tom, well, professional as ever, this work with Lionel... Down at the pantomime, the widow twanky pantomime <laughs> for the village. Lionel's positive, professional. The reviews in the village magazine, glowing as well. So, I know, love the way as well. Feeling last very week, happy. You managed to uh, identify the costumers of said pantomime as being wetter workshops <laughs> in New Zealand. Obviously famous for the Lord of the Rings. Hobbit. Yeah, I called in a favour with uh, PJ. That's what you call him, is it? Yeah, close friend. Good mate of Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's been sleeping again, hasn't he? <laughs> he's got the pattern of the radiator impressed on his face. <laughs> anyway, news. News, we've scoured. You, oh, by the way, Daddy Zilla got in touch. Him and Mummy Zilla realised what went wrong last week. You read the news intro. Oh, was it? You upskittled that... the old apple cart. There's right. a multiverse somewhere where you didn't do it and everything was fine. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah. We scoured the very darkest range of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, PS4 takes a tumble. Tom, sit down, prepare for this shocking bit of news. Sony may have tried even Stingray tactics to sell the PlayStation 4 aggressively during Black Friday in the UK, but they could just not compete with Xbox and their Black Friday offer. With an Xbox One S, get ready for this, Tom, all digital being sold for the ludicrous £109. That is a steal, isn't it? They're literally forcing it in your hand. Yeah, that's a good price. The games industry, facts show it's Microsoft who won this year's Black Friday, Battle Royale in Britain, with Xbox shifting over 100,000 consoles last week. The Nintendo Switch did also very well, of course. 
finishing not far behind Xbox. That leaves Sony, who was a million miles behind, moving just 60,000 systems in total. The Japanese giant's best deals included either FIFA 20 or Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare uh, but not even Stingray sold the PS4 for less than 199 Interesting. I think um, you've got to take into the fact that the PS4 is the best-selling console this generation, so... It's well. A lot of people have them. Like for for one oh nine, a lot of people were going to be picking that Xbox up as it to, to to own just to say I've got that and I can play a few standout titles. Well, we need to check into this, but I, I think that Xbox One S all digital might come with a uh, a couple of months trial of Xbox Games Pass as well, Tom. Wow, that is a great bargain. You've literally got. I mean, rack that up against Google uh, Stadia. You're getting a digital console which um, has been on the market a long time, and with that Games Pass, that is just a great deal. Anyway, speaking of Xbox, Xbox still in hiding. Oh. Seems developers are getting antsy over Xbox secrecy over Project Scarlet, with reports that barely anyone has, has them and they are nowhere near final, prompting talk of waiting to surprise Sony this generation. Kotaku's Jason Schreer responded in a rest era thread about Warren's comments with a different take. Not sure if they're trying to surprise Sony. Uh, part is quite right. Common sense would suggest that, like with the Xbox One, Microsoft is just running behind schedule and will launch pretty hot. But I've talked to a few third-party developers who have said they were frustrated by the lack of info on Scarlet, especially compared to Prospero. Was Pro- Prospero the Xbox One codename? Was I that? guess so, yeah. Um, Jason knows what he's talking about. A little bit of news to add on to that. Apparently, um, the head of Xbox, like the the main man, he's got one uh, at home. He's got one at home. Yeah, I read yeah. that. Yeah, that story sounds a little bit like my uncle works for Xbox, Xbox and he's, so got, he's got a got Project Scarlet. Yeah, and its uh, controller is completely VR. Some nonsense like that. Yeah. Uh, my dad's Phil Spencer. Yeah, he wears a dustman's cap. Do you want to take the next piece? Because I've got a little bit of bonus news. Don't forget you've got to clap the bonus news. Okay. So you take this one. We've got rules. Tom, would you believe the Vatican has a Minecraft server? <laughs> Hashtag true story. In September, Father Robert Balsier, a former tech blogger and host of The Week in Tech, as well as a Catholic priest, asked his 23,000 Twitter followers... Crikey, he's a mastodon on Twitter, isn't he? I think this whole news story... If we weren't a PG podcast, we could go to town on it. Well, we are. And you're a good Catholic boy. <laughs> James is. I, w- I was his padre. <laughs> this is a PG podcast. Okay. Uh, anyway, he asked his 23,000 Twitter followers which game he would spin up his servers for in the Vatican. Given the options of Minecraft, Craft, Rust, Ark and Team Fortress 2... 64% of them voted for the classic crafting game. And that's why the Vatican now has its own Minecraft server. The idea is to create a place for gamers who want a little less toxic and a bit more community. And with Bal- Balsia said Rome told Rome reports, you can invite people who want to be creative, who don't want to be toxic, and you can create an environment in which people can express themselves and build up a relationship. Hmm. It's open now, and you can point your client at minecraft.digitaljesuit.com to test it out. Unfortunately, and maybe not unsurprisingly, the Vatican's effort to create a less toxic environment for Minecraft players 
he's not getting off to the best possible start. After word of the server got uh, server got out, it quickly fell victim to DDoS attack. Keep your eyes peeled and your hearts crossed for further developments. Oh yes, we better move on from that one, topic, can't we? Did we? Well, we did miss something. I'll tell you one thing. Bonus news. Bonus news. Only a very brief bit of news. The Game Awards are next Thursday, okay. uh, December the 12th, hosted by the great Jeff Keighley. Jeff Keighley's He's, he's yet to respond to us, but we live in hope. I tell you what, by the time he realises who we are and wants to grabble on our coattails, yeah. we'll turn around like, Jeff, be gone. Be gone. Uh, so, yeah, the Game Awards next Thursday... Uh, ten new games are set to be revealed. Mm. Exciting. A load of indie tat or something with some No, great... I think uh, the Game Awards mm. have usually got a good rep for showing some good stuff. Big Chest game. Out. Big game. Big game news. Big game news. Uh, well, did we miss anything, Tom? Do you think the listeners, <laughs> let's face it, they probably have got an opinion or take on the news? Or more than likely, Tom... We missed the biggest headline in gaming this week. But if we did, how <laughs> would the collected masses get in touch with us? Uh, as always, you can direct messages on Instagram or Twitter, as most of you do. Or you can email us on questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Wheel out Ponsonbury's checkbook, because it's time for the feature. The history of the original PlayStation. This one's got more CGI than you can shake a paywall <laughs> bell at, Tom. I'm not even kidding. And for the free feed fans at home this week, we're going to give you all the special effects. All the special effects. Before we do the feature, Ooh. shall we do the call to arms and then that's done and finished then, isn't it? The bag. The bag. This week, we've, um, we've brought in a... Well, I wouldn't say a friend. He's an acquaintance with me down the wagon and horses sometimes. Oh, yeah. We when we venture out of the we're bunker. not personal friends. No, this. definitely not. He's got a bit of a shady reputation around the village. He's a builder. What's his name? His name is Barry the Cowboy Burton. So, shall we, wheel it? Shall we get him in? He's going to do a bit of a, bit of a call to arms for the... He, he's, the a bil- he's a builder, is he? He is, yeah. Do you know what? It's a good job he ended up with a job that starts in the same in the same letter as his first name do you know it what is, else is, is really yeah. awesome about Barry the Builder yeah. the sort of character you'd find in a little toddler's book isn't he it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> hello Barry <laughs> hello mate well we better get him in anyway uh, he's going to do a call to arms for the unglorious bar stewards wow where's Major Tom this week uh, he is on reconnaissance Jeff Keighley's garden. Yes, <laughs> yeah, in the bushes. What are you doing? Dressed in military garb in my garden again. Take him away. Just says nothing and pulls up a little <laughs> bit of camo cloth over his face. And Jeff's like, what's making gone? Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> anyway, we're digressing. We did. We do. Listen up, buds. I want you to go out there and push out product like I push bad building work on OAPs. For sure. Was that the bag? I think so. That was Barry the Cowboy Burton. Uh, do you know uh, what? I think some of the builder. I think some of the eager-eared listeners are probably wondering if Barry is brothers with Major Tom. <laughs> Possibly. The cowardly say. Barry stays at home building <laughs> toilet houses. 
the brave frontier bounding Major Tom out there dressed in camo, Jeff Keeley's back garden with a set of fake Call of Duty. The only battle goggles. the only battle Barry the Cowboy Burton ever won was when he took on Dominic Littlewood of Rogue Trade uh, not Rogue Traders, what's his programme? Uh, Cowboy Builders. No one cares at this point. No, we're digressing anyway. Let's get on with the feature. That beg, what did it actually tell them to do? Just push the product. Push our podcast, please. We beg you. Well, Barry begs you. Barry. Was that him getting a quote? No, that was me unprofessionally leaving my phone on loud and it should be on silent during recording. It's not the first time. It won't be the last. Tom, (laughs) it's time for the real reason. The reason this show is lauded as the best gaming podcast out there because these deep dive features. This is the history of the original PlayStation feature. New listeners may be wondering how we're going to discover the history of the original PlayStation. Tom, we're going to utilise time travel, as you and I know, because we've been here week in, week out. We have. To do this, we must descend down in the abandoned bunker we call home, so we make our way to the lift. We also have loads of comments from you great listeners about your original PlayStation memories, so we'll incorporate those on our journey through time. So we're in the lift. Tom, press the button there below the aircraft hangar and above the fairground. That's it. Press that. Uh, seems to be a sincere lack of music in the lift, Tom. Would you like me to hum a tune? No, best not. I think the sound effects over and we're already out, out said lift. Excellent. Or if not, probably ought to have a bit here. Okay. Insert noise behind paywall. Be the only one you're going to get this week. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, as we take the as we've taken the short journey down, the reason why there she is, Stingray's X's Maestro Turbo with a murky past. But let's not neighbour on Stingray's non-married alternative timeline we created for him before we got him his wife Tracy. In <laughs> fact, Tom, every time we come down here, you seem to have added something. The time this time, it's a Homer Simpson <laughs> Mooney for the back window. I thought you'd like that. That was all the rage in the early two thousands. If you wanted to let a fellow driver you know you weren't so keen. Tom, does that piece of Simpsons tat add anything to this vehicle's time circuitry? Is it just there for the looks? It does. It takes us back to the early 2000s. I'm surprised your answer wasn't a simple monosyllabic yes. So I'll remove that. (laughs) Okay. Because that would take us to the wrong era. Takes us to the wrong era. Bin it. Bin it. I don't want to see it. We'll wheel that out when we're talking 2000, probably GameCubes. Okay. Anyway... Let's climb in and take a sip on the out-of-date, half-finished cola on the back seat and go, Tom, hit the blast process button. What's blast processing? So what's blast processing do? For years I've lived a double life. In the day I do my job, I ride the bus, roll up my sleeves with the hoi polloi. But at night, I live a life of exhilaration. Of missed heartbeats and adrenaline. And, if the truth be known... A life of dubious virtue. I won't deny I've been engaged in violence, even indulged in it. I've assailed adversaries, and not merely in self-defence. I've exhibited disregard for life, limb and property. And savoured every moment. You may not think it to look at me, 
but I have commanded armies. And conquered worlds. And though in achieving these things, I have set morality aside. I have no regrets. For though I've led a double life, at least I can say, I've lived. That's rough. I feel ill. Tom, I do believe that's what time travelling in NG Maestro Turbo feels like. It feels like slipping paint, sniffing paint thinners through <laughs> an illegal 90s rave mask. <laughs> so here we are at the birth of the original PlayStation. And this story begins all the way back in 1986 as a joint venture between Sony and Nintendo. Ken Kataguri, trusted by Nintendo and hailed as father of the PlayStation had worked with Nintendo before, as he had conceived, sorry, convinced Nintendo of Sony's prowess when they had installed the Sony sound chip in the SNES after its impressive displays. An interesting side note here, Tom. Kudaguri was simply was seemingly working on this without Sony's knowledge, something that nearly cost him his job. <laughs> if it wasn't for Sony CEO Norioga, who recognised the strength in Kutagara's work. Mm. Naughty boy. Yes. Sony was now in a great place to pitch its CD SNES add-on, which there is still a working survivor out there. We've yeah, seen a few pics of that, yeah, we, yeah? That, yeah. Uh, and things set to be looking up. It was SNES with a CD add-on, and basically Sony had rights to build it, but the deal soured when Nintendo realised they'd given away all the rights to the CD part of the new console. Yes. Now, first up. Now, this week, how are we going to have them turning up? He is wheeled in in the back of... Well, no, I'll tell you what. Wielding in his... In a special way well, hang only. on. Hang on. I was going to have him ra- everyone raving in this week. Oh, we're doing that thing, are we? Yeah. No, I thought we were doing... PS1 characters. Okay. Retro Gamer Thomas, who's he? Crash Bandicoot for his insane spins whilst he devours microchips. Well, he says, I can't believe it's 25 years. I hadn't been gaming for a while back then, and my last gaming device was an Amiga 500 that had long since gone. I just had an operation, and my then-girlfriend, who transpired not to end up being the lovely, delectable Donna, bought me a PS1 with Cool Borders and Gran Turismo. Put it this way, I'd fell back in love with gaming. The Sony PlayStation brand is probably the only gaming brand where I have amazing memories and games on every generation. We owe so much to Nintendo for dumping them for Philips. With the PS5 looming, I can only see Sony going from strength to strength. Mm. Back to the story, Tom. Blindsiding Sony by instead of publicly declaring their console... uh, Their console union. Sorry, my bad. At the Consumer Electronics Show... They announced a new partnership with Philips to work together under license on Philips' new CDI project. That went well, didn't it? <laughs> with their new PlayStation division floundering and almost alliance with Sega, that also turned sour with Sega delaying Sony doesn't know how to make hardware. There were also court wrangling with Nintendo over name rights over the PlayStation brand. Yeah, Nintendo originally claiming that the PlayStation name was theirs. <laughs> Comic Pictures 79, Tom, which... Who's AKA he? Parappa the Rapper. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, this why point, not? You've got a whole cupboard to work through. I think the first machine we had was a Commodore 16, so I was gaming long before the PS1 and long after its demise. It was cool at the time, but where but what they were going for graphically, although it worked, it doesn't hold up. 
It doesn't represent as big a slice of my history as perhaps the 360 or the Atari ST. Atari ST. You'll definitely have to do that as a solo show because I won't have a clue what you're talking about. Just Although I might find it interesting, so it'll be good. <laughs> uh, we're still reconciling our relationship, so I won't go there. Okay. <laughs> we're in counselling. <laughs> With Maureen, the Methodist in the village. Maureen, the Methodist, is re- recommended like you do more retrospectives because... Uh, I, they engage me very well. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. That's nice, isn't it? Over so wine. Yeah. A little bit of private time together. Yeah. The controller, even though it's behind now, was revolutionary. There were instant hits like Wipeout, Destruction Derby, but it was games like Tomb Raider, Resident Evil, Final Fantasy VII, Metal Gear, uh, before it was poo. Cycling films <laughs> to Gran Turismo. It was at that point it became really clear you didn't need a PC to play awesome cutting edge games, and that's what was magic about it. Go play any of the above games now, though, and you'll see why remasters are a thing. They don't hold up as good as SNES, Mega Drive, or Master System, etc., because of the styles of the graphics. Shame, really, but it was a fantastic machine for its time. I wouldn't want to play one now, though, much like yourself, Tom. And as always, Comic Picture 79, aka Adam the Artist, aka forward slash Comic Pictures on Etsy. Yeah. Where you would need to go if you wanted to get any of your unofficial controller merch. Absolutely. Or if your comment was good enough, you could go there and pick your prize. Absolutely. Got some so, great prints on there. He's been, I think he's been doing a Catwoman redo to sort of show how far he's come since the early and days. Very impressive. And board of Farmerton inhabitants. <laughs> yes. Um, as always, Tom, catchphrase in itself. Adam the Artist, I can agree with some of that. Not all of it, but some of it. <laughs> uh, I think, I, I wonder in another 10 years if the like those early 3D graphics are going to be viewed as how we see 16-bit and 8-bit now. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. They are very ugly at times. Mm, I think if it was redrawn in a really solid style, that Chilby look can be quite appealing. Yeah. Anyway, by the end of 1992, all this had played out and Sony... Uh, complete with prototype hardware it had been experimenting with Sega and Nintendo started to rework the project into their own machine. By 1993 development was in full swing and after seeing a turn in the market towards 3D rendered images spurred on by Sega's own arcade machine Virtua Fighter the PlayStation team really consolidated the console's 3D capabilities this had proved to be a wise move. Next up, though, we've got another listener comment. Who is it? It's King Lizard, a.k.a. King from Tekken. What Tekken. are we doing there? I thought we were yeah. going to go with like, uh, Gex the Gecko. Because <laughs> oh, he's a even better. lizard. But we'll go with King from Tekken. I like what you've done. And on the subject of Tekken, he kicks it off. Tekken 3 and unlocking that isometric side-scrolling beat-em-up, which rocked. That was pretty cool. The hilarity of Crash Bandicoot, the awesomeness of Colin McRae Rally, Finishing circuit breakers to find you have to play it all over again for true completion. <laughs> it took hours. The massive roster of Tekken and FMV endings for every character. Not the BS we get today with just some art and 16 character rosters. Amen to that. Very true. The brilliance of Street Fighter 2 Alpha EX plus including a training mode that not only gave you more to do in a game but a much needed and never bettered in my opinion training mode for generic gameplay <coughs> combos and hardcore combos. He goes on, the brutality of Bushido Blade and Bushido Blade 2, sadly import only, and the brilliance of shoot 'em up 
Einhander. Oh, I tell you what, it's dusty in this uh, Sony store cupboard. We've it is, to yeah. Back in time and we should have gone to our launch day perspectives that as children, been, really. That would have been slightly classy, teenagers. classier, wouldn't it? It would have been, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the brilliant shoot-em-up Einhander, I haven't heard of that again, sadly, in import. Uh, masterpiece in its own right. I could go on forever. Feel free to use what you like. We and will. We have. we have and we will. We took it, we pillaged it like Vikings on a raid. Um, back to the story. Do we, just, sorry. Oh. Do we have to ask them uh, if we're allowed to use their comments for legal reasons? Or can we stop doing that now? Unless they're a new, new commenter. Well, I guess if they're a new commenter. I was like, because you know, you never know if someone That's fine. commented. Yeah. On the post, yeah. they might not know if they want that on the show. Okay. It's like Doom of Ains is, uh, you know, back to check he wanted that on there. Okay. It's polite. It's the, as I said to Daddy Zilla, it's the British thing to do, sir. May we, sir? Please, sir. Please, may we, sir? <laughs> uh, anyway, where was I? While building the console, Sony also went and garnered the support of a host of third party developers who were keen to be on board for the new project. They, all pick, they also picked up UK developer Psygnosis, who would devise a dev kit for the console, which was used to great effect to allow developers across the world to build quick, yet for the time, lavish-looking games. Well, time for another listener comment. The Chronicles of a Gamer. That dev kit, that allows you to, you know, even James could throw together a rolling <laughs> T-Rex demo on that bad boy in about two minutes. Absolutely. Well, the Chronicles of Gamer, he's coming in dressed and adorned with tactical gear, Solid Snake. It was my very first console that bought with my own money since I was working at 13 years old. Does he come from Sheffield? Is he down the pit? I bought the console. He maybe is. A young Billy Casper. Maybe he is. (laughs) Here, Kaz. Medieval. Tomb Raider, Resident Evil, and Metal Gear Solid. It was an absolutely amazing day. In Sheffield, about Billy Elliot and Billy Casper. Through the medium of dance <laughs> and the exploratory art form of falconry, they Sounds present like a, a musical, Sheffield's best selling musical. If I can play Judd, the older brother, I'm keen. I don't know if I want that ending in this musical. It needs to end on a happy note. Oh, does it? Yeah. I don't want Tears you, before bedtime. I don't want you swinging a dead kestrel around the kitchen, boy. Spoilers for a... 4,000-year-old film. Anyway. The one that uh, Jesus studied while doing his GCSEs. Are <laughs> oh, they going to wheel out Kes now? Here we go. <laughs> Calm down, Jesus. Anyway, back on to the history of the play, original PlayStation. Word was on the street that something no, was... We didn't do Chronicles... Did you read all the Chronicles of Game Uber or did I interrupt? I yeah, honestly, done it all. You've done it all. Okay. Word was out on the street that something was coming from Sony and as we talked about in our E3 special, the first ever E3 we experienced a mic drop from Sony after Sega announced their console was out now at a price of 399 Sony's boss summoned on stage Steve Race, the head of the console development, then issued the words... 299 and left Sega had made a surprise launch but not only did it surprise consumers it surprised developers and retailers too some being snubbed by not even being given launch stock Sony launching 6 months later carried the momentum from that E3 
and carry the ball effectively against more seasoned competition. Mm. Lovely facts. Finster love Gamer. Facts. Who's Finster Gamer? Uh, he is, he is the American badass version of The Undertaker on SmackDown, Know Your Role 2, with very pixelated denim vest. Ah, I wonder if Finster Gamer could be a starter car from Gran Turismo, like a 1.3 Prelude <laughs> or something. <laughs> that as well. Oh, the, the Undertaker one. driving the 1.1 Prelude. The, the Undertaker stealing... Uh, <laughs> What's, what's his name? Eddie Guerrero's intro and coming down. <laughs> In a very blocky looking car. Yeah. Viva la what's he got to say? Oh my God, says Finster Gamer. Where to start with the PS1? The pinnacle of games, in my opinion. Not gaming, but games. Consoles have come a long way since with graphics, processing power and console features like online play making it look poor in comparison. The games library, on the other hand, there's a reason that games like Crash Bandicoot, Final Fantasy VII... Resident Evil, Medieval are all being remade today. Most of my favourite games of all time are on the PS1, including Resident Evil 1 to 3, guessing he's got two in there as well, Tomb Raider 1 to 5, and Silent Hill. I love that everyone had those CD wallets full of copied games. I got mine from my dad's mate, who weirdly looked exactly like that picture of Stingray with a blonde mullet and tash. If I want to sum up PS1 in two words, it would be. Stingray's boot. Mm-hmm. As I said to him on the message board, Tom, Stingray is ever-present. Wherever Always. there's a need for a game that afternoon and they're all rented out of Blockbuster and your mum's gone down Tesco's and they've all sold out or never even heard of Shenmue 3, boom, boot popped. There he is, eager, Lambert, half-smoked, hanging off his bottom lip. And we forget he's immortal. So if we took the Maestro Turbo back to like the Victorian era, he would be like a, a Fagin type character. No, I think he'd be selling uh, like um, flip books and things out <laughs> of his car and fake spinning tops and stuff yeah, like that. Definitely. Dolls made out of potatoes and things. <laughs> well, back on to the history of the PlayStation. Uh, it's been recently revealed that the classic PlayStation startup noise was actually uh, trying try- yeah. uh, it was made to let us know the disc had been loaded and reading properly it would loop to show that a poor uh, disc had been detected the more you know Tom so mm. if it failed to read the disc it would loop that original sound but if it was fine it would play that original sound and then the blinky blink with the playstation ah. logo in the black that said everything is fine everything is fine Launching in Japan first on 3rd of December 1994, America on 9th of September 95, Europe on 29th of September 95, and finally in Australia, 15th of November 95. I remember getting mine for um, for Christmas 95. Wow, you got yours in 95? Yeah, got it when it came out. Wow, I got mine when it came out, and I had to trade everything for it. You just pulled on Mumsy's apron strings. It was a joint joint present between me and my little brother. Either which way. Mm. 400 quid. It that that much was it? We just read it out. It's 299. Plus some games. Plus oh, I see. Car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with everything bundled in, yeah. Wow. Oof. Spoil. And if you think money was worth even less yeah, yeah. then... Now the moment of realisation has hit you. 
Who's spoilt brat over there? <laughs> I was eating dry bread and playing with one of those Victorian. You had a job then, though, didn't you? Don't ruin this. Oh, <laughs> playing the poor. I was playing with a bit of coal and that spinning top from Stingray's Victorian boot, and you were up there in the bigger boys' room with a fire. Speaking of bigger boys, it's Dougie McBain, aka John McLean from Die Hard trilogy. <laughs> you'd be Kaye Muddy Funster <laughs> I grew up with the Saturn says Doogie McBain which I absolutely adored but everyone else in school had Playstation so I felt I missed out a bit the first memory that comes to mind for Playstation is visiting a family friend with the parents and the oldest kid had Metal Gear Solid he put it on at Psycho Mantis and said here have a going have a go knowing full well that the controller was in port 1 I tried and tried and tried to beat him but I just couldn't shoot him and I didn't know why as the boy and my older brother started laughing at me, the frustration got the best of me. And I started bawling <laughs> and crying because I couldn't do it. Safe to say, the older kids found this hilarious. P.S. I was 10, so I'm not ashamed about crying. Doogie. Sounds like some of the events uh, that transpired during our childhoods. I Definitely. It, it, it sounds similar to how our show went down last week. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Sony courted cool, edgy media campaigns and cultured the console around, especially in the UK, the clubbing scene working very effectively with Wipeout and its signature 90s UK dance soundtrack that still stands up to this day. It was all over that edgy yeah. Club culture. It was in Ministry of Sound. It was a cream. It was. Well, everywhere. if you you look at these like nineties uh, programs, nostalgia programs, where they like talk about best things. Yeah. The PlayStation is always like front and center of the the living room or the student flat or the the bedroom or. M- much like if we were a hokey cokey podcast, we're going to put up a post of the PlayStation. Yeah. Very much like that. Mm-hmm. The launch went well and Sony sold 100,000 units on its first day in Japan. Impressive. And with all markets combined, it reached the number of 2 million units in six months before going on to sell 102.49 million units in its lifetime, becoming the first video game manufacturer to pass 100 million consoles sold. Boom. Keep lining them up. They keep knocking them down. Um, Launch games, as always, let's take a minute to look at what was available day one. Battle Arena to Shinden, ESPN Extreme Games, Kalik the DNA Imperative, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, Power Serve 3D Tennis, The Raiden Project, Rayman, Ridge Racer, Street Fighter the Movie, Total Eclipse Turbo, joined in the UK by Destruction Derby and Wipeout. Now I know what my launch games were, Tom. What were yours? So we obviously it came out in September, we got ours uh Christmas for Christmas. So we got um we got Die Hard Trilogy. Mortal Kombat 3, which came with a really smart cardboard, like really solid cardboard box rather than the traditional case, and Olympic soccer. None of these games? No, funnily enough. If you had to pick some titles from only the um, list. I'd probably go with Rayman, uh, Destruction Derby. We we got that. um, I seem to remember picking that up cheap, like a car boot. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I, I had Wipeout. No, I didn't. I had Destruction Derby. So I traded my Snare, Secret of Mana, Uni Rally, the list goes on, all Box Mint Complete. A Game Boy Box Mint Complete, the host of games for that as well. 
took we've all them, been there. Took them all we've down all in the great big basket, <laughs> and he took them all off me. I bet he did. Laughing, and I took home an original PlayStation One and this one game, Destruction Derby. Oh my! And I think as well on the Friday, I'd found someone who was getting some in on like the Monday. And he had offered me a better deal on the trade. Can you remember the retailer you purchased it from? Yes, it? I'll get to that. Okay, yeah, sorry. And then, uh, then because Monday was too far away, <laughs> I started ringing around <laughs> with my bundle. Monday was too far away for this crazy cat. <laughs> so I started ringing around all the retro game shops in Farmington's County and I ended up uh, in the market town of Grantham trading mm. in, bizarrely, I traded Were everything. Were you down Grantham Computer Centre? Yeah. My man. When it did all of the games. Oh, yeah. Before it went weird. Yeah. It and then, like PC. for some strange reason, in the market town of Louth, was where I traded my Mint Inbox N64 complete collection. Well, not complete, but yeah. all the games that you'd want now. For a Dreamcast and Sonic Adventure. Like, I never learned, did I? I'm not doing that anymore. No. Never again. Never, ever again. Talking about sort of like launch experiences and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it's sad, isn't it, in a way that probably the next generation are going to be very much like, I'll just order it online and it'll come. And it seems like a bit more of an adventure. I think you seem to think that the young generation just don't get excited about anything. Can you imagine if you were 10 now and there was a new console coming out and even if you had to order it online... You still be jumping up and down, damn near wetting your pants. Yeah, it's just you have to get it through a different way. I think it's the way of getting it. Maybe they, that's fine with them. They obviously their culture now is like on demand. I want it now. I want it right now. I want to be able to download that game right now. Is that any different to the boy that was ringing around desperately? No, it's not different. Morning? But it, it's like you, you, you wouldn't ring. You wouldn't have to do that. You'd literally go on the Games Pass or uh, the store or whatever, click download, game is downloaded. Wait, the there's console. like the, the console. The, console. Console. Oh, the actual machine. Yeah. Okay. That's what we're talking um, about. Yeah. Fair point. I think. Okay. Um, well, Tom, back to the story. The success of the original PlayStation also gave rise to a slimmed down and compact version labelled the PS1. They did an Xbox One with their own brand in mm. 2000 and even sold it with a screen for gaming kind of on the go. Now, I re-bought a PlayStation 1 with a screen so I could use that on my travels. Yeah. Uh, the console was 50% smaller than the original PlayStation and went on to outsell every other system on the market throughout <laughs> the rest of that year, including, dear listener Anton, PlayStation 2. Crazy. Absolutely my game crazy. space, who are you going to which Sony... Character you're gonna wheel them in as? They are. Hmm. Oh. Scorpion, Mortal Kombat three. <laughs> okay. Pretty weak that one. What, Sorry. What's my game in space, aka Scorpion from Mortal Kombat three? <laughs> I got my game. What's he got to say? For I got my first PS One at the age of sixteen in the year two thousand, and I've been a Sony fan ever since. The selection of games seemed never ending to me as a young gamer, staying up all night trying to complete Crash Bandicoot and Cool Borders three, and memories that will last forever with me. Now I'm a little older, I can now fully appreciate just how good that console was and how much it shaped the video gaming industry. Thank you, my gaming space, Tom. 
you enjoying this podcast? Very much so. If they are, the listeners, yeah. what would be the best thing they could do for us? Well, you could uh, like, subscribe, or even better, drop us a review, whichever podcast app you listen to us on. And also, please look for us on Instagram especially, because that seems to be the medium of choice for most of our fans. That's where they pimped us down. We're also on Twitter. And if you have any questions, anything at all, please just get in touch at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Let's look at the top 10 games based on sales. And there's no slouches here, Tom. Um, Boom. We'll do it in reverse order, but Final Fantasy IX, my favourite Final Fantasy on the PS1, 5.3 million units you, you recommended that to me uh, it was that little period between Christmas and New Year where life is good you've got your new game over Christmas yeah. you're snacking on the Christmas leftovers Yeah. life don't get any better no. but I think I must have finished said Christmas game in a rapid fashion and I go to my older relative and say what can I play on this machine next? And you suggested Final Fantasy IX. I went out, picked up a copy from uh, from our local city, got back and enjoyed it and finished the whole thing. Not in one sitting. That would be bizarre. But uh, game. Just very, quality very game. beautiful. Uh, in at number nine, Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped with 5.7 million. Eight, Crash Bandicoot with 6.8 million. Seven, the original Tomb Raider with 7 million. Uh, Metal Gear Solid at six. Uh, it's also sold 7 million, but... So it's lobbed it in higher in there, Tom. Yep. Uh, number, it must be down to the minutiae. Uh, number five, <laughs> Tomb Raider 2, 8 million. Number four, Final Fantasy 8, 8.15 million. Uh, number three, Gran Turismo 2, 9.37 million. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 in at number two with 10 million, which leaves the number one spot to the original Gran Turismo with 10.85 million units sold. Wow. No mucking about and on the subject to Gran Turismo sorry yes uh, I remember an older relative also showing me Gran Turismo I, I think it was probably a demo maybe from the official magazine no, I think he had it if it's the person we're thinking of yeah they okay. live in the village next town from you yes they're around our family but they're not anymore yeah yeah I remember seeing those graphics and just wow he was into his PS1 as well yeah amazed at the, the cars on that and just how real it looked and the customization and everything. Impressive. I mean, at the time, there's not a lot else like it, was there? No. Dan Wildman. Dan Wildman. Now, who's he? He's surely got to be... Solid Snake. We've had him already. Solid Snake's was already I been... Was I soldier in that? You probably were. We've had John McClane. We've had mm. Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Mm. Cloud Strife, Dan Wildman. We like that. Damn, where to even begin? I'm still on the rare occasion pull out my PS1 now and have a blast from the past. Other than Final Fantasy 7, 8 and 9, there was Dino Crisis, much needed remake. Um, I'd say similar to the recent Resident Evil 2. Mm, Legend that would work well. I think so, yeah, really well. Legend of uh, Dragoon was far beyond its years. One not quite as well known was Apocalypse with Will Smith. That was such a good game. The original Tomb Raider and even Rayman, I think we could all go on all day with this topic of the original PlayStation. Agreed. Thank you. He got in touch with us, Tom, much like many of them do. If they were listening now and they're driving down the road or they're doing a jog or they're in the bath or they're doing a little bit of cooking, 
or eating or drinking mm-hmm. or gaming, whatever it is they're doing and they're thinking, do you know, there's a high standard of comment on this show, but I personally think I could contribute a better comment and therefore secure myself either a T-shirt or a print of almost anything I want off forward slash comic pictures on Etsy. How would they do that? So you want to look out for our weekly post, which goes up on Instagram, uh, usually a few days or sometimes a day before the show. Uh, Have a look at the subject if you're interested in that. Make sure you uh, either comment on said post or you can uh, question questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com via email. Um, I think they're the best ways for you to get in touch with us and uh, contribute to the feature. This next listener has done exactly like we just commanded. Monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> and that's why Brock the 80s dude is Ape Escape. he got saved for himself? Metal Gear Solid, still in the top five games of all time for me. An absolute masterpiece. Would love a HD remake of it. Ah. Well, Brock the 80s dude, there is that YouTube footage of a f- sort of fan-made mm. uh, MGS1 remake. Fan- yeah. Looks fantastic. Boba Loba, the big man is here. Not the original big man. Not Daddy Zilla. Not Daddy Zilla. The second part of the muscle. Maybe like uh, Daddy Zilla is like the American muscle. And Boba yeah. Loba is like... Is the English muscle. Yeah, or is that Retro Gamer Thomas? No, he's like the... He's just, he's just crazy. He's just crazy, man. Yeah. He, he will just smash you up. Just gnawing a smoke detector off the yeah. wall. What, what are you doing? It's all I've got. The Boba Loba just says Die Hard Trilogy. He's... he's uh, Who is yeah, he then? Zidane, Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> Here's another character, NSP. Now, what are we going to have this... Uh... He is a Subaru Impreza from Gran Turismo 2. Wow. Wow. All go at the start, but not the legs for the long race. All the pop. None of the shop. <laughs> Here's a PS1 memory of mine. I used to love mine, but couldn't afford proper memory cards or even games. My memory card had to be had to preload by disc, as and many times I forgot and lost my save. I don't and don't get me started on the games. My dad got something called a smart cartridge off some bloke. Well, we all know who that would be. Exactly. So I could rent games from Blockbuster. Then he used to copy said games, and because of the cartridge, the PlayStation would run them. Excellent. There's a man that's been supporting Sony wholeheartedly since day one. (laughs) He supports our very own Stingray, though, so we can't knock him. You're right. So you're at a cocktail party and some guy comes along and he says he's a PlayStation gamer. Well, is he? Here's our top five picks so you can hold your own. Number one, Resident Evil. Number two, Final Fantasy IX. Number three, Die Hard Trilogy. Number four, a personal favourite of mine, Time Crisis with a GCOM 4.5 light gun. And in at number five, Metal Gear Solid. Which one of those would be your personal pick out of our top five little cherubs? Well, there's such a good variation of game there. Mm -hmm. I think if you probably chucked in Gran Turismo, you've got a lot of genres covered. Think of the honourable mentions as well. I can't think of that console, that Alien trilogy. Yeah, that was great. Also, one I want to mention is... Uh, Borders? Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Power Battles. 
Now, this came out after the hype of Phantom Menace, and I was at the age where Phantom Menace, to me, was just amazing. Um, and you could control four Jedi, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, Samuel L. Jackson. That's what we call him. We don't call him by his character name. Okay. And... Um, some guy with like a mask on his face. It was cool to play as some Jedi's that we've seen in the film. Yeah. Uh, but obviously. That was Kit Fisto. No, no, it wasn't. It was the other one. Uh, he gets shot down in the in the Jedi Starfire. Plo Koon. Yes. My man. Anyway, we get distracted. Uh, there's a list of games on this console as long as your arm are back again. So do you know what? You know and and. I guarantee you, you work in a thrift shop, charity store, whatever. Yeah. Or at least one of them in your local town. You'd probably be able to pick up some games. So and you know, also, what? obviously now we've had the PlayStation well, Classic. We'll get, well, we'll get there. Sorry, I'm too excited. I know we're in time travel mode, but just simmer down. So you're in the market for a, for one. Well, if you're just casually in the market, we'd recommend, as Tom couldn't help but say, the PlayStation Classic, as it's dirt cheap now. I've seen them go for as little as £20. Bargain. Also, don't forget... The PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 2, doesn't matter which variant, can play original PlayStation discs. So there's so many ways to the play PS3 one. does as well. Yeah. Wow. On an HD screen. But if you want to go all in, as we always recommend, you better get a full RGB SCART for the best TV connection, couple that with a couple of controllers, a memory card or two, and don't forget the peripherals. From <laughs> buzz to a golf swing simulators to light guns, the old PlayStation got them all. Now, Tom, that's in, out, and done, nearly, because we've got to have someone send us to the bridge. It's Harvey Retro. Now, we know this man loves a bit of horror, so who do you want him to be? He's good old Chris Redfield from Resident Evil. Perfect. Why don't you put the words in his mouth? Great feature topic, guys. I remember the PlayStation coming out, but on launch it was too expensive, and I was still happy playing on my Mega Drive. It wasn't too long before I got one. I remember the first game I had was Resident Evil and Street Fighter Alpha. I was a Capcom kid. I remember playing those games for hours on end by myself and with friends. And I didn't get a memory card for a while either, so I was playing the old-fashioned way and seeing how far I could get in one sitting. Now that adds extra tension to Resident Evil, I tell you. Looking forward to hearing the show. Nice work, Harvey Retro. That's a really cool way of playing Resident Evil. It's a bit like the um, the games now, that kind of... Those, those ones that support um, the the one hit run, yeah, um, yeah, that that would be uh, that'd be quite an interesting challenge to lay down to someone. I think. Well, maybe your good self. Yeah, maybe. That's the feature. I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed that very much. Twenty five. The years. work has improved since the mediation meeting last week. James's work has improved. Well. I've yes. had to take up some script writing duties because technically he can't work on the wages you want to pay him if he has to meet and the, the government's the broken new minimum fingers. wage expectations. Oh. Well, so currently to... he's able to work for three minutes every other Sunday. Okay, okay. Well, where are we going to next, mate, in the show? Well, when the big man makes a house call, you'd better be ready, Tom. It's time for your favourite part of the show. <laughs> it's listener Stingray. Get yourself... In the boot. Tom? Do you want to take the first few? The guy, these guys got in touch to show us their pick up some Stingray's boot. You can too. Just hashtag Stingray's boot on Instagram or Twitter. Or email us at questions at officialcontrolpodcast.com. So, so up in the boot. If you want to follow along, quickly jump on Instagram. 
hashtag Stingray's boot, go to recent, and you'll see the first post is the photo mode 16. Yes, pretty looking picture of a... Oh my goodness, Tom, he's got this N64 with Mario 64. With the very unofficial expansion pack. Very unofficial. But a nice looking copy of Mario 64. And either which way you want to cut that, Tom, he got that for £20. Bargain. Bargain. Next up, Xbox Podder. Is this what the man looks like? The elusive Podder in his natural environment, (laughs) hunting through games. There he is, bespectacled, looking up with the raised brow at the camera with a handful of light green Xbox Classic boxes. What is Project Gotham World Street Racer? Project Gotham World Street Racer must be the Japanese version of PGR. Thank you for explaining that, Sir David. He's down on his knees now, taking a quick three-fingered grasp of a small cluster of games, the lesser-spotted Xbox Podder. Sir David, if you uh, wouldn't mind not reading all of them out, because we have to get done this side of the millennia. The (laughs) lesser-spotted Sega Junkie. That is a wicked uh, rally jacket along with the Saturn copy of Sega Rally and a Dreamcast cool copy. Yeah, that's, uh, he's got pictures. some great stuff. He's in again, flogging his wares. He's got these prints. They are very nice to look at. And if you're a fan of Batman the Animated Series and you don't own that, call yourself a fan of Batman the Animated Series. Patch is in official up next. He's got Gex from Crystal Dynamic. If you're looking for a supplementary podcast to your main meal, which is the unofficial controller podcast, you could do no harm than have a go on Patches Unofficial. Much like the Milky Way, Tom. They're the podcast you can snack on between the unofficial controller podcast and not get fat. Very good. What have they got? They've got Starwing on hey, the Patches Super Nintendo. In. We need an equally as awesome soundbite back from you. <laughs> we use it as our advert. World Cup 98 on the Game Boy, along with a host of other games. Uh, what else we've got? Enchanted Arms on the 360. I was that would be quite there. good. Sexy yeah. version of that. Gex on the 3DO. They don't muck about, do they? They've got the bigger boys console. He's here. Sharaban. Sharaban? Sharaban. What's he been buying? He's got a Famicom disc system. Oh, he has. Nice. Slide to see old pictures. Fist bump, wink, rock hand sign. That looks in really good nick. It does, doesn't it? Top work, Sharaban. Sharaban. Critopedia, along with more pictures of actual stingrays. <laughs> I'm going to follow Critopedia. Sega Junkie, you've been in. Uh, Radbash Gaming. No, mate, hang on. Sega oh, Junkie, okay. you say you've been in. But look at that jacket. It's yes. an exclusive Sonic the Hedgehog 2 jacket that deserves it he's a like as well Radbash Gaming got himself one Ghostbusters. of the former champions yeah Ghostbusters uh, remastered nice. on the PS4 Not Oscat, bad panic over he's here Tom with a copy of Turok Turok 2 and Time Spinner he loves those box physical Switch up. games I've heard that's a good game might get that to play on the Vita next Radbash Gaming he's been in you technically out you go he's I like been this in. picture though and is. Oscar. Oh, oh, oh. Ben in. Oh. Retro Gamer Thomas. My hero. Now, the one man charge to save the one character most of you actually give a rat's ass about, apart from Stingray, is Mumsy. 
And Retro wow. Gamer Thomas in his padded game room where PCSO Kemp must be taking the picture. Yeah. Because, you know, Donna's probably preparing him a meal of freshly boiled 3DO innards. <laughs> and he's, much as we requested him to do, took a blue crayon. Like, his, his attention to detail here is next level. And he's drawn a cartoon and he's got Free the Farmerton 1 free. <laughs> and he's drawn an awesome looking stick picture of Mumsy I believe he wins a prize for that doesn't he does he no that was just to save Mumsy oh okay no 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 you calm down calm yourself right down we've got that to come. well moving on Retro Collector Ray got a great copy of the uh, Super Mario Land 2 6 Golden Coins on the Game Boy one Ooh. of my favourites yes Pokemon, Pokemon Ruby yeah with his little adapter there for sharing and caring. Arch rivals on the Mega Drive. Sega Junkie's been in, but that's a very mint copy of Tarzan on the internet. Retro Visions with more video action indie 500. Who else? Happy Happy Joysticks. Got a great selection of Switch games. Oh, yeah. Marvel Ultimate Alliance sort of theme going on there. Pretty cool. He's here, the, the muscle. American muscle car. At 1,049 degrees C, Tom. That's red hot. He's got Spider-Man PS4. What temperature? What could he possibly do with that temperature? Forge some new uh, armour for when he goes on missions. Let me, let me turn to page three, chapter 4,000 of the Unofficial Controller Podcast Law. All armour is forged no, in the Zilla's kitchen. No. He's cooking up a retro storm at that temperature, Tom. Is he? Yes. What is he cooking up anyway? Got some uh, DC DVDs, Superman, uh, Justice League, Green Lantern. He's got one of my favourites on there, uh, Batman The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, that's part one. That's great. He's got some all sorts there. He's got some. He's even got some superhero girls from Carazilla. Wonderful stuff. Yeah. There's more there, technically, but the he, photo mode 16 is next. Daddy Zilla puts in so much effort. He does. Pinocchio. But the rules are the rules. I, they, they legally, I'm being forced to move on here, Daddy Zilla. I think we need to use some of your well-pressed muscle to just chest press Tom against the wall <laughs> you can raise your index finger and waggle it a little bit and just be like just back up alright very nice no, no one likes your way of carrying on <laughs> the photo mode 16 with a massive haul of uh, Playstation 2 He's games there not mucking about the silver he? ones were like classic edition weren't they he like, picked up 28 they were 10p each <laughs> at £2.80 can't complain Absolute steal. He's got time splitters, he's got gun, he's got Red Faction 1 and 2, Lord of the Rings and 2 Towers, Star Wars Episode two, Episode 3 Avenger of the Sith, 007 Agent gun. Fire. Uh, what else has he got? 50 Cent Bulletproof, Driver, Metal Gear Solid Sons of Liberty. He's not done bad at all. The Getaway, Mark Hammond, Black Monday. He's even got the classics version of The Simpsons Hit and Run. That's oh. worth £15 alone in trade. He's done well. Very if well. If you wanted to see a sculpture of me and my co-host, look no further than Retro Magnat. Mad Mission. Aces Go Places. Wow. 
Which one are you and which one am I? I think I'm left, you're right. Hang on. I think we've done a full lap. We're going to have to go to his page because for some reason it's not in here. Does that disqualify him? I don't know. I don't think I could do that to a child. Game Boy Matty. He's the man with a brain. Apart from his parents didn't police him properly and he didn't wear hashtag Stingray's boot. I am willing to break all the rules for the console's immortal two-year-old. There he is, looking smart as a guardsman in an unofficial controller podcast t-shirt, Tom. The first listener to have the sense to get themselves the chest of justice. Game Boy Matty. Game Boy Matty, where are you? Your parents have woken you up. You're probably awake. Dressed in a wrestling belt with some glasses on. Flexing your muscles. <laughs> Congratulations, little man. You will be getting a themed box of goodies for your kind uh, picture placement in the Stingray's boot wearing the official, unofficial controller merch, Tom. Yes, I remember now. You are now with us in the room. I am. That's... I was drifted there. Tom, the uh, time travel still. That's all the dips in the boot for our listeners. Don't forget to hashtag Stingray's boot or email us for your pickups to be read out. Of course. This week we were talking about the original PlayStation. Tom, what backstory do you want to give Stingray this week? Is he remembering the good old times? He's got a boot full of CDs that have got allegedly black Skelter. biros. He's been to a rave. Oh, he's been to a rave. He's been to a rave, yeah, an illegal rave. So he's got some glow sticks hanging from yeah. his. Uh, he's been. Well, he's been selling glow sticks and those um, like fluorescent T-shirts that would show up. We use the, them now to show people that we're working in an area with construction. But back in the day, that was essential night gear, and all the sort of. Uh, Reflective strips you'd tape all over yourself. All over himself. In his Eclipse what jeans would, or is he actually yeah, he's a real wearing, dude? No, he's wearing Eclipse jeans Ugh. with what shoes would be would he be rocking? A lessee canvas shoes. Well, it, it's Stingray, isn't it? So they're probably yeah. Pikeys. <laughs> <laughs> Pikey trainers. Well, he's on his way. We'd better get to it. Well, yes. But he's, he's serving every time and every space that you can imagine anyone might need a copy PlayStation 1 game <laughs> Tom with that with that he tears down the drive there's all sorts flying everywhere I'm nervous about the sound effect because I haven't got the right power <laughs> to put this all together but hopefully the listeners even the free listeners this week will have heard all of the sound effects the springs have stopped the boot's popped. It's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of our friend all this week? These are the new, real hi- new release highlights for December 1st, December 8th, 2019. Listeners, these are at digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed, but could be region dependent. Tom, a small slip, but I gathered myself <laughs> and powered down through my tight core and mounted the rest of the charge up the hill. Yes, I think, quick correction there, it's December 1st to December 8th, not November. I said December out loud, I corrected on the hoof. Oh, wow, my bad. I should have been more with it. Well, (laughs) first up, 
<laughs> Arise, a simple story. Right. This, hey, this again, ought to be my mummy mummy. Can I just say something about this? Yeah. Welcome to PlayStation State of Play. Let me announce for you <laughs> every game coming out on every format between now and Christmas. Arise, a simple story. A PlayStation... Uh-uh. Ain't no exclusive PlayStation. Coming out on everything. Don't do your state of play, Sony. On games, indie games, that appear on every format. To defend them a little bit. No. You, no, you get that with Nintendo Direct. They'll well, show they shouldn't be doing it, neither. Okay, okay. Show us what's... It helps to fill the show, though, doesn't it? <laughs> if you're going down and filling stuff like that in there, you ain't got enough for a show. Probably best to say mm. no. True. Arise, a simple story. PC, PS4 and Xbox One. December 3rd. Arise is a journey through the bittersweet lives of two people where memories come alive and time bends to your will. Set out on an emotional rollercoaster ride through the changing landscapes of memories lush with feelings of love and loss. Mm, Fight and Rage, PS4, December 3rd. Fight and Rage is a brand new school, old school side-scroll beat-em-up inspired by the classics from the Golden Age with an art style that mimics the aesthetics from the 90s arcade gems. This game plays homage to all classic gameplay features that makes this genre one of the best of all time. Does that look any good? Or is that the one we were talking about that like you said looks pretty pants? Mm, I can't remember. Yeah, I I'm researched all, that. but yeah. that didn't really stick in my mind. Oh, yes it did. I think you might like it. Halo, the Master Chief it's Collection. PC for a while. Oh, okay. Uh, so there should be some reviews of it. Yeah. Halo, the Master Chief Collection, available on PC, December 3rd. The Master Chief's iconic journey includes six games built for the PC and collected in a single experience where each game is delivered over time. Whether you're a long-time fan or meeting Spartan 117 for the first time, Master Chief Collection is a definitive Halo experience. Halo Reach, PC and Xbox, December 3rd. Halo Reach comes to the PC as the first instalment of Halo, the Master Chief Collection. Now optimised for PC, experience a heroic story of Noble Team, a group of Spartans, who through great sacrifice and courage, save countless lives in the face of impossible odds. The planet Reach is humanity's last line of defence between the encroaching covenant and their ultimate goal, the destruction of Earth. If it falls, humanity will be pushed to the brink of destruction. Neverwinter Nights Enhanced Edition, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, December 3rd. Return to the Forgotten Realms in this best-selling Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game combines all the content of Neverwinter Nights Diamond Edition with all new enhanced features, including 100-plus hours of award-winning adventure. Nice. Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions, PC, PS4 and Switch, December 3rd. With the fate of the world uncertain, follow the journey of Opina, Tyra, Balmaint and Leonard as they call on their might and set out to carve a new future. Take charge and shape your own adventure with ultimate freedom of choice. Scriptum VR, the neighbour's house escape room, PC, December 3rd. The Sounds like a bag of skin. Yeah. The Neighbours House is the latest game of Scriptum Saga. Play the virtual reality escape room and feel the tension around every corner. Will you be able to get out on time? Mm-hmm. Simulcra. PS4, Xbox, Switch. This looks cool, but it's not my mummy mummy. December 3rd. From the creators of Sarah is Missing, Simulcra is an interactive FMV horror experience of exploring a missing woman's phone. You found the lost phone of a woman named Anna. In it, you see a desperate cry for help in the form of a video message. The phone behaves strangely as you dive deeper into it. An official controller podcast is not paid 
the electric, electric bill, and we've been plunged into darkness. Tom, through the medium of our mobiles, we shall try and finish. Never fear, never fear. Would you have a torch? I do. I can't even. Find... Ah, where do we get to? So we're doing this in the darknessness. That's with dedication. a torch. I told you. We use too much budget for sound effect now, and also my increased inflated wage has caused us to have a power cut. Tools Up, available PC, PS4, Xbox One and Switch, December 3rd. Tools Up is an exciting party co-op that tests your renovation and teamwork skills. Paint walls, tear off wallpaper, and move couches against the clock. That looks pretty good. It's a bit like the Overcooked. Um, I'm just passing... uh, my co-host, my keys with a torch on. See what this rip? It, it does get pretty dark in an abandoned nuclear bunker. What am I? Oh, alien isolation for this. This is terrifying. This is terrifying. <laughs> alien isolation on the switch, December fifth. Engage in a terrifying quest of survival as you navigate the labyrinthine Sevastopol station. Unprepared and under-equipped, you'll need all your wits and daring to get out alive. Inspired by the 1979 film Alien. A game that returns to the roots of Ridley Scott's sci-fi horror masterpiece using its atmosphere, art direction and production values to deliver the same terrifying thrills. Mate, this is weird because during during that power cut, car alarm went off. So the other week, same thing happened, the car alarm went off. Why is that? When did we have a power cut? No, uh, in my second home, which I shouldn't really talk about too much. No, don't. You're not breaking the fourth wall, you live in here. Well, no, no, no. I'm not breaking the fourth wall. I have a second home out from the bunker, which I visit on weekends. That filthy harlot you call a wife. Yes. (laughs) You know, leaving me here on my own with Mumsy and the maiden guy (laughs) called Lord Ponsonbury. It's a very lonely life for me. Uh, we better move on. Darksiders Genesis, PC and Stadia. December 5th, Darksiders Genesis give players their first look at the world of Darksiders before the events of the original game, as well as introduces the Horseman Strife. Usually it's the uh, PC fanboys that feel like we don't do enough for them on the show. We've chucked you that one. Yeah, and the Stadia. That's what I'm saying. We even support the brand new console out we last do. week. Raging Loop, PC, December 5th. Immerse yourself in a thrilling psychological horror story taking place in the secluded Japanese village of Yasumisu. A heavy mist surrounds the place, preventing everyone from ever leaving. Ancient gods have come back to hunt the villagers down one by one. The feast has begun. Can you escape the village alive? Star Ocean First Departure R, PS4, Switch, December 5th. Star Ocean is a role-playing game that has garnered much attention for merging sci-fi and fantasy story. It was originally released for the Super Famicom in 96. This now comes to PS4 and Switch in HD graphics with new additional features. Do you want to take this next one? Oh, yeah, sorry, I will do. Tank Maniacs PC, December 5th. Tank Maniacs is a couch party game with tanks for all those people out there who like couches and tanks. Like a guardian angel, Lord Ponsonbury has walked to the bottom floor of the bunker and put £4.50 in the... uh, I believe when he goes down there, he, he compared it to when the woman in Jurassic Park has to turn the park's power back on mm. with retro gamer Thomas's face appearing at the cage door wow. like the Velociraptor. Do you think like when he's outside sneaking around <laughs> and he sees like a copy of, 
don't know. He bumps into Herr Crowther, who then goes on the hunt. He sees Clever a copy of DOA Extreme Volleyball <laughs> on the floor, and he's like, "Ooh, everyone knows I love a racy-looking cover on a game." And that he looks down at it, and then he just is. He looks around, he's like, "Clever boy, clever boy." Anyway, after all that preamble where we set Retro Gamer Thomas up like a raptor. That's the the alarm. I don't know why that's going off. Goodness knows. The Maestro anyway, Turbo. The Maestro it's on fire. <laughs> it's on fire. It didn't even have an effect for returning this no. normal timeline, Tom. Ancestors. This is my mummy mummy. I've been waiting for this to come out on console. You because need a, what no I more games this year. I'll get this finished. You Okay. Watch. The Death Stranding will drop this weekend and Ancestors will begin. Ancestors the Humankind Odyssey, PS4, Xbox, December 6th. Survive your evolution in Neogene Africa, starting 10 million years ago. Ancestors the Humankind Odyssey is a third-person, open-world survival game where you explore, expand and evolve to advance your clan to the next generation in the exciting new adventure from the creator of Assassin's Creed. Space Pioneer, last of all, on the Switch, December 6th. Which was your mummy mummy? Uh, it was the... Um, Arise, a simple story. Arise. Arise, <laughs> Lord Vader. The endless universe is countless hostile galaxies to conquer in Space Pioneer. Combined with a dynamic objective system, the gameplay is true, infinite in Space Pioneer. Who cares? Re- recover stolen discs, defend probes, repair crash craft, and complete missions to earn loot. This was one of those games where the write-up sounded like it was going to be quite cool. <laughs> when I then went to find out about the game, I was most disappointed. Most disappointed. That's nearly it. It's time for me to ask you what you're hoping to play this Ooh, week. Holy moly. The counselling's gone well, hasn't it? Well, it let has. me tell you one thing. What am I hoping to play? Death Stranding. Ancestors of Humankind. I've got a feeling I want something retro and I think tomorrow I'm going to treat myself to a copy of Firefighter FD NY18 on the PS2. It was made using the same engine as that Gladiator game that we like by Capcom. Oh, uh, yes. Shadow of Rome, was it? Shadow of Rome. Yeah, yeah I think that's what it was called. Um, but it feels like sometimes it felt a bit barren and spartan in that game. Yeah. Whereas in this Firefighter one, it doesn't because everything's on fire. So you ain't really got much to look at. Uh, and I enjoyed that engine and that theme and that little world they created for Shadow of Rome and I've been wanting to pick this one up since it was announced all the way back when the PS2 was new well not new but you know 2004-ish I'd say yeah let me ask you what you're hoping to play I really want to get more time on Death Stranding it's uh, needs finishing it does a little bit more Call of Duty Really want to get back on the Switch at some point as well. I've I got Luigi's Mansion 3, which I'm really looking forward to starting, but I, don't, I try not to start multiple titles at a time because it's just... I don't know. I prefer to just lose myself in one or two. Usually like an online game that I can just pick up and play and like a good single-player story. Hmm. And that's how I like to keep it. So that's what I'll be doing. Okay. And I'll also have a smatter of Overwatch and... Good man. Some Battle Royale nonsense. Good man. Right. Well, time to say that's all we have time for is that it Tom you done? it is yes, yeah. I'm well, done. that's all we have time for this week listeners as always thank you for your time we look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week until then happy gaming remember there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller it's what you do with it that counts see you Tom see you mate